Welcome to the Wanting It More podcast. I'm Jana Denton House, and I specialize in helping women who are married to men want and enjoy intimacy more. So if you've ever felt like it was a chore, even though you really love your husband, you are not alone, and this is the show for you. Join me as I have open and honest conversations about sex, marriage, and everything else in the bedroom. I promise to never tell you to just do it, spice things up, or buy some lingerie. Let's get started. Today is going to be, oh, such a good conversation. I know I say that every single week, but I just love talking about these topics and I just love the person who is here with us today. She is somebody I get to spend a lot of time with because she is on the team that helps run my program Wanting It More and our alumni membership Warriors. She's also part of that and so we see each other a lot on Zoom. We have never met in person, which will become a theme of this podcast, but I hope to change that in the future. So welcome, Melissa. It's Melissa Cody, because we do have a couple of Melissas who come on here. Welcome. It's just awesome to have these public conversations with you when we have so many private conversations. I know this is so different and scary and exciting all at the same time. <laughs> I'll just be real. I'm a little terrified inside everything, the jitteries, um, but I'm also equally excited for this little journey with you here today. And so, yeah, we'll see where it takes us because at this point, I don't know where we're going, but that's the fun part, right? So that's the fun part. And that's the whole point of this is that we are having real conversations. We have a little bit of an idea of what we want to talk about. And it really centers around a experience that Melissa had last night. And I got a little voice message about and just made my little heart leap with happiness and joy. So we'll, we're really going to be talking about how to uh, talk to talk to your husband or to bring up something when something feels off, but you're not really sure what it is or you're questioning is it valid for this to be off? And I'm sure we'll get into other fun sort of communication stuff that came up with uh, around that situation as well. But before we jump into that, Melissa, do you want to let everyone know just a little bit about you? Because we will be having such an intimate conversation. I just want, you know, folks to, to know maybe where you live, your kids, that sort of thing. Sure. So um, I live currently in Canada, in Ontario, um, but I do travel quite a bit. So I've lived in Australia, in Japan, different places in Canada. I've lived in the States. So I'm currently Ontario, Canada with my husband and our three children. So I have a three-year-old, six-year-old, 10-year-old, and all of them are at home, homeschooling. So that's um, busy, but amazing. And my husband is um, works in film and TV in stunts. So, but he has he's a jack of all trades. He can do many, many, many things. But right now, he's um, stunts in film and TV, and I am at home with my children. But my background before I started having kids is um, I grew up as a dancer, competitive dancer, and then from a very young age, I always knew, like I had no doubt in my mind, I knew exactly what I was going to do from 
being probably like a four-year-old singing Annie. I got my mom to cut my hair and I needed a perm. She wouldn't let me dye it red, but um, I got the short haircut because I wanted to be Annie. And so um, yeah, I trained as a dancer and then that was my career on stage, performing all over the world, singing, dancing, musical theater, um, theme parks. And then I was also a dance teacher. And so yeah, my did that all the way up until I had my first child 10 and a half years ago and have not since. But um, yeah, just was excited to switch into the journey of being a stay-at-home mom. Never planned on homeschooling, but our that's kind of where we ended up. And it's something I also love doing. I love the, the time I have with the children and watching them grow. And yeah, and so about a year and a half ago, I'll just keep going here. <laughs> about a year and a half ago, um, I came across your program on Facebook ads. And uh, one of my friends had liked the ad. And so I was like, okay, this must be real because somebody somebody's liked it. So I clicked on it. And when I heard you speak, you were speaking everything that I had ever felt and could not put into words. And so that was the moment right there where I realized there was nothing wrong with me because I thought for many, many years that there was. Um, uh, what I thought was wrong with me was that I didn't understand why I had desire in the beginning of relationships and why that would fade. So um, I'm someone coming to the program where I, I did have desire before, but then I, then I didn't. And so it was like, okay, something has changed, but it has to be something about me. So it has to be my hormones or I don't know the foods I'm eating or just, but something in my body had changed. And um, so, you know, supplements and uh, everything that everybody tries, anything and everything. And then to learn from you that maybe there was other factors um, just all tied together. And um, after the, after the free class and, and hearing you speak and then doing the program and then everything in my life changed and for oh, I don't know, for the better, for the bestest, <laughs> for everything, just everything. So yeah, so that was a year and a half ago and we're still on the journey. We'll be on this journey forever. So um, it's not a quick fix, but it's definitely a fix that my husband and I can both see will have long lasting effects and something that we can maintain. So yeah. And then this, this is where we are today, the year and a half later. That's, yeah, me. Love, That's me in a nutshell. I love that. And we've really not only bonded over our love of this movement mission and the women we serve, but also through dance because my daughter's in dance and I was able to go after COVID to finally see her perform. And so Melissa and I had a lot of messages back and forth about that. And that was just, it's just really cool. I, I always marvel at how much wisdom and knowledge and life experience that so many women have, but we don't know, especially if they're sort of put in the box of stay-at-home mom. Mm -hmm. And I was almost embarrassed that when I was learning about your vast skills and incredible service, 
that I hadn't asked about that or been curious about it. So that's kind of a side thing that I'm really learning through our relationship. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it makes sense though, because as soon as we become a stay at home mom, you, you lose (laughs) like, I just lost all that was, I mean, it's not gone forever, but I'm a different, I am a different person and it's not, um, yeah, it just makes sense why you wouldn't know that, you know, I don't, unless someone brings it up or there's a spark in a conversation about something to do with the arts or performance. And yeah. She was adjudicator. She was the one that everyone claps for and all the dancers dance for. It's incredible. Yeah, that was super fun. Yeah. Yeah. I just felt like I was learning. I had a celebrity in my midst. (laughs) That was incredible. (laughs) You're the celebrity. Jam oh, is the celebrity. Goodness. Oh, goodness. Oh, that's, that's the other thing. What's amazing is um, just, just reflecting there when you said about you, about the celebrity and um, a year and a half ago doing your program to sit down and have a conversation with you. I mean, I'm nervous right now just because I've never done something like this, right? But just to t- talk to you during the program, I remember unmuting in a coaching call and having to speak to you and like, my be able to put the words together, like just looking up to you. So, and I still look up to you so much, but I, in, in a different way now, but before it was like that celebrity feeling of like, yeah, just, I don't think, I don't know if you grasp just how much we look up to you and you are to us, you, you are a celebrity and not, not in a like cheesy way, but just this um, higher power that we look up to and so it's scary it was scary talking to you and it took me probably about I think about four months maybe four to six months and I was like oh I can actually have a conversation now and not stumble on every word which is just amazing because you're Jana you know we're we're just I am solidly yeah solidly (laughs) human and I think that's I love that you brought that up in your introduction that we can learn all these principles and we can have initial great success with them. And also this is a lifetime of growth and learning and I'm never ending. And which is why I loved hearing your message last night because that's what it was all about. It was all about a breakthrough, learning, seeing things with maybe another layer of truth. And so let's not put it off any longer (laughs) how about whatever you feel comfortable sharing um Mm -hmm. just share what happened last night with your partner and maybe some some of what you learned and we'll get into I I can ask you lots of questions and follow-up stuff Mm -hmm. so it was sparked from we had a coaching call with you last night and so in our alumni group. And so when I walked away from that, I felt very empowered and very certain that I needed to have some conversations. And I think that's what's beautiful about um, being in a group of women was sometimes when it's just you, you can kind of go, oh, it's not that bad, you know, or like, oh, I don't want to rock the boat. But just um, having different women there supporting me and 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 um, making my feel- feelings feel valid, validating my feelings. There we go. And um, so I walked away and just went, okay, this is, this is my time. And, and what's amazing is it's not, 
it's not a big thing, right? It wasn't, it wasn't like I came with like this huge question. Um, uh, it's a quite simple one. So what I do want to share is that I was through the program when I learned a, that I could have boundaries and I had never even really learned the term, to be honest, I never, never used it. I feel like I did it just like um, naturally, but never consciously real thinking about what I did and didn't like in all of my life. But um, so throughout the program, I learned different things that triggered me to feel very uncomfortable. And um, one of the things that a boundary that I had set was that if I'm undressing or if I'm naked in the shower or in my bedroom, wherever, that's, those are usually my two places I'm naked. Um, I don't mind being looked at, but I do not want a comment like, uh, mm, or, uh, Ooh, <laughs> you know, we, we know those comments. Um, and so that was something that I realized that I felt this like, feeling and and this wall this protection and I I noticed that I I would hunch my shoulders forward and like just trying to close without having to take my arms and wrap my body but my shoulders would come forward and my husband would comment a few times about why do you stand with your stand up proud you know put your shoulders back and it wasn't until the program that I realized that's just me trying without me actually crossing my arms that's me protecting myself so that was a boundary I've set, but we've, that's a year and a half ago. And so we're in such a great place now. I'm, I'm very comfortable and feel very safe in my own home. So slowly little things start to creep in, you know, um, our partners can feel like we've made all this progress and she's a lot more comfortable now. And I can, I can try. No, I can try, but you know, maybe, maybe she's okay with this now because she seems like there's no, he's not coming up against all these walls anymore. And so, um, yeah, I just came upstairs and said, I, um, when you came in the bedroom the other day and I heard you make that noise, I, it made me uncomfortable. And so we went into a conversation about, um, his intent behind it. And we've had conversations like this before, but it's been a while. And I feel like from being in your program and being around so many women, I know that I hear this all the time. So, um, which was great. Like it gives me validation. Again, I'll just say um, from my feelings make sense and they're there for a reason. And his intent was that he loves me and he can't like, and he's attracted to my body. And he wants me to feel good, right? And so he, he made the comment. And so I was trying to express to him that I, I don't, it does not make me feel good. I know I can understand where you're coming from. I, I get it because I've heard so many women say to their husbands say the same thing. So I know it's not a one-off thing. I know there's nothing special about this situation or that, his intent or what he's feeling is anything out of the ordinary for what a husband feels for their wife. But I, um, I know that it, yeah, it did not make me feel comfortable. And I shared, shared that with him, but it was very difficult for him to see my side, which through compassion, 
I understand why, because he doesn't feel those feelings ever. So the world that he is, we're in the same world, but they're two completely different worlds. We both have different glasses. We are, our experience is so different that he can't, I know he wants to understand what I'm saying, but I said to him, I know you cannot because you have never felt this feeling of what that feels like in your body. And so our conversation progressed with communication and where, where we tie in the communication is that both him and I, we both believe that you're in control of your, your thoughts and your feelings. And so when you're in situation, you can turn around a situation, maybe like at the grocery store and, and somebody's the checkout ladies like angry at you, you know, and, and, and you'd be like, Oh, that's not about me. You know, she's having a tough day and she's not being a jerk just to me and, um, and have compassion for her. And yeah. And, and you can communicate it differently. So his question to me was, I feel like you should be able, not you should, I feel like if you change, how, how do I say this? Yeah, keep on going. Um, You're there. Yeah. getting there. Thanks. <laughs> um, that there's these, all these blockers up and experiences that I've had through my life, right? I've, since the age of 11, have been cat called men who probably thought I was like an older teenager because I grew very quickly and I was looked like this kind of at 12. And so all these experiences that I've had of men's comments or, you know, we, all of us women, we know those comments, those touches, the too close, all of that. So he's like, you've had all of these experiences. So when I make a comment to you like that, or I, mm, or I appreciate or something like that, I feel like if you can break down all of those and change your interpretation and understand where I'm coming from, you can enjoy what I'm saying to you. Which I feel like I, I, and I do, I understand, I understand where he's coming from because we do that daily in our lives and experiences we have. And the difference there was, I said, this, we are talking about my body, this right here, my body. And for me, that is where it's different. And I did not know this until going through your program and going through the program really helped me. But what has even more helped me is the year and a half that I've been in your presence and in the presence of women and hearing them talk and understanding how we all lost ourselves and our ownership over our body and that our body is there to be looked at. And so when it comes to anything to do with my body, I, I feel like if I put in, I, I do a lot of work. I do a lot of work on myself and our, our marriage and I have been doing a tremendous amount of work, but that, and it feels good and it feels right when I'm doing that. But that scenario that we talked about, 
did not feel right. Like I do not, I'm not afraid of doing work and I'm not afraid of change and I want growth. I love it. But that to me felt like I'm going to make that change. So other people, 99.9% of the time, men can look at me however they want and make comments towards my body. And it's just my body. We're talking, we're not talking about like that. I was up on stage doing a performance and they made a comment like that would be different to me. You can say, I, if you, if you make a comment based on a performance I did on stage, I can interpret that however I want. And you can make that comment and that is fine. But that is, there's a difference when we're talking about my naked body or my body in a little dress or my body. That's it. Full stop. It's just my body. Right. So yeah, just having that, having that conversation with him, it was two hours long. And the more, the further we got into the conversation, the more confident and the more knowing I was that what I was feeling was a hundred percent my truth and something I'm not willing to budge on. And I felt like in the beginning of the conversation, I knew that. But I almost had to hear myself stand up for myself and not back down and hear his side, understand where he was coming from. Because I do, I get it. I, I do. I really do understand where he's coming from. But I understand that from over here with what he knows in his experience in the world, he cannot understand. So. Yeah, that's where we kind of where we got to. And um, for a while, he, I think in that moment, he really felt that I, I, I he, for, he, he did admit that he forgot that I am capable of, of that type of communication. And I had asked him to share an experience that he's had recently where he used the communication and his interpretation and, you know, what else could this mean? And the story I'm telling myself. And so he talked me through this experience that he had and how empowering it was for him and just so transformative. And, um, you know, he could have felt very small and feel horrible, but he was able to communicate to himself in a different way. And it made the experience better and a learning experience and just, Great. And I'm so happy I asked him that question because sitting back and I, I talk a lot, clearly. <laughs> I right now. actually but, talk a lot. <laughs> I do. I think every, everyone is feeling right now. Tell me more. Tell me more. Say more. So. No... Okay. Well, yeah. So I, I, I talk a lot, but I also want to like, I, I've learned that I, I need to sit and just listen. So in that moment, I made sure I really listened to him. And what happened there was, I'm kind of just realizing this right now, was that it gave him a chance to tell me exactly how he was feeling. It gave me a chance to hear him fully, which I did. Then by listening fully to him, I could fully see myself in him and that situation. And because I wasn't jumping in, usually I would be like, oh, I did, I do that. Or like, 
yeah, that's, you know, just these little comments. And so I, I, I'm proud of myself that I, I sat back and I listened. And so a lot of good things came from listening. And one was that I realized that I do exactly that. And I was able to say to him, thank you for sharing. What has come up for me is that I'm realizing that I too communicate that way to myself. In, and I gave him a couple scenarios that this has happened. And he was like, yeah, you're right. I, you did do that. I remember, like, and I do remember telling him sitting on our couch and how proud he was of me for doing that. And so he was like, you're right. You do do that. You, you can, you are capable of doing that. And, and you do that. And I said, exactly. Because where we started with was that he felt I didn't do that. Because all what we were talking about in that scenario about the looking at me naked, I wasn't able to do that. And in that moment where he acknowledged that I am actually very good at that, and I acknowledged and went, yeah, I am. I went, but I can't do it in this situation. And I went, but I'm capable. I know I'm capable of doing this. So what would happen if I did this in this situation? And what exactly would happen is exactly what happened since I was 11 years old. I would try to change the way I feel about it, allow the person to continue doing it, and continue to put a wall up to protect myself. And that doesn't help anybody. I mean, going through life, sure, kind of, like the man who yelled at me from his car or something. Yeah, fine. But when you're in a marriage, in a long-term relationship, no one's going to win in that situation. So, right? I I would also say that other situations that involve harm, so that if you are in a situation where changing your thoughts is actually going to continue harm on your Mm -hmm. body or your system. So even if somebody was, I don't know, I thought of a cattle prod. I don't know. (laughs) Electrocute. You know, oh, I'm going to do this really harmful thing to you. It's going to be very painful, but I'm enjoying it. So what you need to do is just change your thoughts so that you can tolerate what I'm doing for my pleasure. And that's not just a long-term relationship. That's in any situation. That's like trying to think yourself out of a non-consensual anything, whether you're dating or whatever. So I wonder what it would look, let's just run the scenario. If Mm -hmm. you did do that, what would it look like? Because we're used to having these conversations about interpretations and the the story I'm making up and not everyone's used to that sort of language. Mm-hmm. So let's say you came out of the shower and you're naked in the bedroom and your husband comes in and goes, mm, what would you do then? Or what did you do in the past? I think in the past, I would probably go straight to something's wrong with me that that's I didn't make, it didn't make sense to me. I don't think I, I just probably some self blame of why, why does that bother me? It's my husband. Yeah. Like I, what's wrong with me? What's wrong with me? 
why can't I, I just can't. let loose and enjoy this attention? Isn't that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's right. But it's not. Yeah, it doesn't feel <laughs> not good attention. No. Did you I mean, maybe, maybe there's somebody out there that enjoys that. So I'm sure there is. Yeah. But it's my truth, though. My truth is that I don't feel good. But isn't and that isn't that in everything else we're allowed to have different food preferences and sleep preferences mm -hmm. and activity preferences so it's not the activity we're not saying all men shouldn't look at their wives naked and go mm. it's that women have the right to feel comfortable and to express the truth of what they like and dislike to their partners Mm -hmm. without having their partners try to convince them otherwise. Mm -hmm. And they really want, I know, speaking for my husband and, and a lot of men, they want, they want a confident wife. They want a, a wife who's confident in their body. They want a wife who's confident sexually. A wife, you know, like they, they want those things for you, but by doing those comments or just, whatever the thing is they're doing that makes you feel uncomfortable. So it can be anything. All that does is breaks down your confidence, breaks down you feeling empowered to be a sexual woman, right? Like we, we don't have, we're not talking about in bed, just being confident in my body. It doesn't, it doesn't help. It's not helping anybody. Well, I think there's a very defined confidence that they're talking about because how would we actually define confidence i would define it in that i know what i like and i don't like and i'm going to tell you that and i'm going to demand that those requests are being met and that is my basic right that works well unless it takes something from them exactly so when they say confident what are they really saying we know what they're saying. Well, let's spell it out. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> let's spell it out for everyone. I, yeah. I want you to be confident to do the things to be able to respond or be okay with do, with me doing the things that saying and doing the things I want to say and do. And the world has given them that right to do that. They believe they believe it's their right. And we believe until we learn otherwise that that's their right and yeah how can you i i, I think i like i'm not i'm naturally a confident person i'm naturally like since i was young known what i liked and didn't like you know and stood up for myself and that's that's naturally but years and years of those experiences with your partner or with men no longer had that confidence in what I just amazing to me though that all those years I didn't think I could say anything I mean I understand why it makes sense but just yeah that's baffling to me do you remember the first time that you communicated a boundary or asked for something and what that felt like it may not be the first time but maybe some of your early experiences trying this out 
And were you nervous? Were you scared? Was it really easy? Was it met well? Did you, do you know? Do you, do you mm-hmm. know it's hard to think on the spot with this stuff? Yeah, um, I definitely was nervous. Um, I don't want to, naturally, I think maybe it's just a, a woman thing that I don't want to tell somebody they can't do anything. Like I, I, in my personal, in my marriage, I've, I'm one who's very open of my husband doing the things he wants to do, you know, go skydiving, go away on a holiday, went away for a week for mother's day, skydiving, you know, like I'm, I'm very, um, never say no. I I don't say no. So that was interesting because I really struggled. I would say I struggled and I was scared to, to set a boundary, even a simple thing about what we just talked about earlier about looking at my body. Um, I'm very grateful in my, in my situation that my husband was on very much on board from hearing your free webinar. And so when I watched your webinar, I took the recording and we sat in the car and we both watched it. And he was like, we didn't even get through the thing. And he was like, sign up for the program. Like, so he was, and, and he, he, we, he knew what was kind of coming in a way. So, and, but we're, we're both good with change and try, if something's not working, you try something else. So he was open to doing what we had to do to try to change the pattern that we were in. So um, luckily he was, he was responsive to me setting boundaries. I believe he, we had moments definitely of him would you say feeling bad about himself, letting me know, like, well, I, you know, um, which then made me feel worse <laughs> because I don't want him to feel bad. That whole struggle, we're worrying about his feelings. Um, definitely going through the program, I was worried about his feelings. I had not got to a place where I could go, those are your feelings, you're okay. You are a grown adult. You can deal with your feelings and I will be over here. Um, so I, I definitely know that like now, if I have a boundary, that part's easier. Right, going back to the program. <laughs> um, so yeah, setting the boundaries was difficult. He was responsive, which was helpful. And he applied the boundaries immediately. So. And. And still, a year and a half later. He said he didn't know. When I brought that up last night and said about the way that you look at me if I'm getting changed, he said, well, we, like, I said, maybe, we, maybe I need to spell out my boundaries again. He's like, I think you do. Like, he said he didn't remember that we had, that I had stated that boundary. So either he didn't, or in the moment I think it's natural to go back to that compassion piece I think it's natural that when you don't experience the sensations in your own body of ick or openness then I'm guessing he would love for you to comment on his body and he would just enjoy it immensely like so many men they're just an open book and it's hard to make that transition from, I like something so much 
I see that this is sort of the archetype of a sexually confident woman that I see you being sometimes, you know, when it, when it's right. And so that all sort of gets confused. And that's why boundaries and consent is an ongoing conversation. So you had this moment yesterday where you felt something, it felt off, you overcame any sort of cultural stuff that says to stay quiet and don't speak up. You communicated that to your partner. He struggled with it a bit. He's open, he's, he's wonderful, he wants to listen and engage, and he struggled. It wasn't an immediate, oh, oh my goodness, I, thank you so much for telling me that. I'll try very, very, you know, my very best to not do that in the future. And please remind me if I forget. That wasn't his initial response. His initial response was, well, can you maybe work on yourself so that you can enjoy this thing that's super pleasurable for you, but you're saying that it's not pleasurable for you. (laughs) So to come to this moment, I would say in the women that we walk, with this is it sounds simple and it is not easy at all there's so much that you have to get over to be able to say this is my right and this Mm -hmm. is my body and I know what my body likes and doesn't like and I know that if I continue to abandon myself in that way, it will not work out in the long run. And I feel like it was the first time I'd heard you speak with such knowing and conviction. Did you feel a shift? Absolutely. I felt um, so calm afterwards. After the conversation, it was like, I spoke, and you probably know in the the message I sent you, like I was speaking slower. Everything I was saying, like it was just so (sighs) releasing. Like I just, at that point in our our conversation when, you know, I felt that way in the beginning, but by the end it was like, I just, there's no more, there was no more rocking of it. There was no more, if and but nothing it was just yeah it was just so solid in that moment I'm curious to see if that's something that stays because this is the first time um that I felt that calm about my knowing um what what do you think has led to this in your life that you have arrived at this point where it's so you're so grounded in this and you're not wavering with his suggestions or his confusion or his little bit mm-hmm. of loving pressure. And in that, like by you answering that, I also would love for the listeners to hear the case of this. Why? Is this so important that women do this? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I last night I realized that I'm being surrounded by so many women and hearing their journeys and watching their growth and them realizing that in our in our conversation last night I could hear so many of the women and I could hear it's like I said to him you're it's not just you like I could see all the husbands he was talking to me and it's like I knew that in his mind if he felt like it was just him it was so singular it was like it's just us and you know and I'm like no I can hear all of those husbands they're all there they, I was talking to all of them and and beside me was every single woman that I hear go through go go through your program and like they were all there with me and it's just so it was so obvious to me in that moment and it was really taking on taking all of those people in that conversation with me it's hard when it's one and one you go well, well maybe we're just different or maybe i'm off or maybe he's off or something but to look at it in the big picture and know that i've heard this so many times now and you've heard it <laughs> so many so many more times so i can understand how you're you're knowing and you're teaching and you're guiding of of us women like why you're it's so strong in your knowing because i had that feeling there last night where i could lean on all these women and so for me yeah what would be the consequence in your life or your relationship if you hadn't done that I would, for one, go backwards on all the work that I've done. And what did, like, what did that mean for you, go backwards? So I, I've worked really hard at feeling safe and comfortable in my house. I, it's, I can't change the outside world. We can do little bits at a time. And, um, but I, I, I don't feel safe. It just happened a couple of days ago where I pulled the car over and the minivan and my kids in the back, something was wrong. And I pull over a country road. I'm on the country road and I get out and I open up the side of the van and I'm helping my kids. And a man goes by and beep, 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 woo-hoo! I'm like, what? Like, really? Like I'm here, like my kids are screaming. Like, no, no, go and yeah. my body, my body, be quiet. Look, if you want to look, look. The, that those comments so I can't I don't have control over the outside world and I I'm gonna feel unsafe and you know unfortunately that's just the world we live in but what's happened in the last year and a half is I finally can walk in my house and know I'm 100% safe all the time I don't feel uncomfortable I don't feel pressure I'm not there's not the unwanted comments. If there is, I can say something. Clearly, it takes me some time sometimes because this situation happened and it took me a little bit of time to say something. But they're very far between situations that happen and then we, we deal with them. So yeah, feeling 100% safe and comfortable within my home is something I 
to know, to have that feeling, I don't want to ever lose that. And so if I do not speak up or I try to do something because he likes it, now I'm feeling uncomfortable in my own home. So when I say going backwards, that's what I would be going back to. And everybody should feel comfortable and safe in their own home. So that, that's been huge. Like we, ha- we live a stressful life, right? We'd have got, we're busy, we've got kids or we got busy jobs and housework and bills and parents and whatever. So though, we need this to be calm and safe. And I really appreciate that. Like this is been big. I never thought when I joined your program that you would make my house safe. Like, you know, like just who would have thought? You just, yeah. So that that was a long-winded answer, but that's what I don't want to go back to. I want to feel safe around my husband. Oh my gosh, that's so huge. It's so huge. And I think so many women are probably nodding and tearing up hearing you say that because one, they may have never experienced safety. I think so many of us, even though we're in really loving, wonderful marriages that work in so many other great ways, this is a way that is so accepted in our culture that women would feel uncomfortable. And I'm sure there's also women who are still not convinced that they really think that this is the man's right and that sexually confident confident woman means that she's okay being touched whenever, however, looked at, called sexy, whatever. And mm-hmm. I know and you know that there are actually consequences for men too if their wives continue to say yes to touch that doesn't feel right. Mm-hmm. In your situation or from your perspective, what are those consequences? How would your husband be harmed is a very strong word, but what would the consequences for him or your marriage be if you continued to say yes when you meant no? First thing that comes up for me is rejection. I feel like he... always felt rejected because I moved around my house in a way he didn't, he didn't know that I was constantly like, if I'm going to get dressed, where is he? How quickly can I get my pajamas on? (laughs) Right. He's in the living room. I know I've got like at least 10 seconds and is everything set up right. So I can quickly get the clothes on and quickly get the clothes back on off and on. Um, so those little moments, like he, he lost out. So other than like, just re- like that situation where he made, he made the comment, um, I've been able to change in front of him, have a shower and get out of the shower and feel comfortable. So what he didn't know was that all those other times they were done. So he would never have a chance to see, right? Men want to see our body. <laughs> they just do. So. And I'm fine with my husband seeing my body. I just wanted my husband to look at me in a loving way and not objectify my body. That's it. You can look at me. I I don't mind. Like, I feel good. Look at me. That actually, that feels good. 
So therefore I know it's right because I am comfortable. Yeah. See me, see See all of me, my heart, my mind, my body. See me. Don't use me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you still get to look. So that's what, that's something he missed out on was all those moments, right? So he doesn't even know those moments because I set them up so perfectly so that I wouldn't be seen. Um, Or coming up and and giving me a hug from behind or from the side, front, didn't matter. There were different positions that made me feel uncomfortable. Like maybe I don't want my bum touched, right? So if he comes in for a hug and he does that, I'm going to stiffen and be like, oh, okay, 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 okay. Sometimes not. Sometimes I don't mind it. And this is the other thing. Sometimes I like things and sometimes I don't. And I've learned that that's okay. And, but going back to the, the hug, the, the stiffness. So it, his experience was when I hug my wife, she's stiff as the board. She doesn't like me hugging her. Like, this isn't fun. My wife, I want to hug her and I want her to enjoy me hugging her. So all that time that if he gave me a hug, not every time, but many times where he got this stiff wife and this, that energy. So he lost out. I lost out. He lost out. We didn't enjoy any of those. Hugs. Some of them hugs we did, but I can picture the ones where he must have, he feels my body, right? It's stiff. Um, avoiding touching on the couch, afraid that if I show something that would look the same as an action he would do, that it would progress to something more that he'd be like, oh, she's doing that. She must be thinking, you know, I'm like, I don't want to make you feel bad. I also don't want to have to have that conversation and feel awkward. So it's better for me just to not do anything. Therefore, he's losing out. He's not getting any touch. So our, I mean, and, and we're a loving couple and we have fun and like, you know, so it's not like I was ever in our situation, completely never touching him. So that's, it didn't look that way. There was touch and there was, but very different from now. So what he, what he tells me is that he knows now if I'm touching him, I want to touch him. If I'm hugging him, I'm drawn to hug him. Um, I can make comments to him like I'm feeling really attracted to you right now. And he can enjoy that comment. And it's not taken from me. And ooh, here we go. I'm rough, right? And it's like, no, I just, I just, that feels so good to me to be able to just make a comment. So I feel good. You feel good. Let's not take it that step further. And then I don't feel good. Now you're not going to feel good because my response to your next comment is not going to be what you want. So now we both don't feel good. So it's, Learning about those, learning about boundaries and setting the boundaries can sound, and I know the way I felt and how I hear many women, you feel like you're putting more separation up, right? Wouldn't you think that's common sense? I'm saying no to something. That's like, there's a wall up. I'm separating from you in a way. But it, it, it's amazing when you do it, you're like, you're drawn to each other. If the magnets, right? So if you're, if 
you got that in between and in that pressure between the two sides going and that's almost what it felt like. And then the boundaries go and you're just like, we can just, we just connect and it's real. I know that every, everything I do is because I want to do it. And he knows that like, that is so amazing for him. You know what I said to him last night in our conversation? Um, Because we were talking about how in our sexual experiences together, that what I've, what I learned in the program is if, if there is ever something that I'm not feeling comfortable that I can share it with him. So, you know, and he's, he's a great responder in that way. He's like, he said to me last night, he said, when you tell me no, or if you stop my hand, he's like, I love it because I feel like, and what we're going back, what I said before, I feel like I'm with a strong and empowered woman who knows what she wants and what she doesn't want. And the doesn't want part is just like, he enjoys that part. He actually said like, you know, he enjoys, he enjoys that. And so we were talking about our experiences now, which look completely different than before doing your program. And I said to him last night, I said, I want you to know that if ever something were to happen to me and I was gone and you went on to have more relationships, I want you to do that with them. Please never go back to what you thought, what media shows us, what porn shows people. Don't ever go back to that. I said to him, I said, whoever you're with after me, they want that. That is what women want. We will will pretend like that's what we want because that's what we think we need to want. But I said to him, please, like, that's do that. And like, for me, it was like my way of, if anything, I were to happen to me, I was helping other women that I know he's going to be with, right? So it's like, do that. Like, it is so real. And he said he feels the difference in our experiences together in the bedroom are so much better for him. But so different than what he thought he wanted before. Maybe we'll have to come back mm-hmm. and talk about your experiences if you feel comfortable. Sure. <laughs> Do we have like a tell all session? We can bring a bring like a couple of women and we can all just giggle and share a little Yeah. And, Cause I'm sure everyone right now, I would be, if I was listening to this podcast, I would be thinking, well, don't leave me, you know, oh my gosh, don't leave me hanging. Is that a reference to penises? Probably everything. <laughs> don't leave me high and dry. Is that also, oh, you know, I'm going to be Googling this after this episode. I'm always looking into language. Yeah. So so we'll wrap it up uh, here. And I just wanted to really reiterate what you shared, which has been my experience as well, is that the more you come home to yourself and the more you learn about how your body talks to you when it really enjoys something and when it really doesn't enjoy something and you honor that and you don't override it and you speak your truth, no matter how uncomfortable or how crunchy or how you know rocky you may 
you know, be instigating, then when you do that in the long term, it creates so much more intimacy and closeness and pleasure for everybody involved. And I just also want to share that when we see women do this, who have been really pushing themselves for a very long time and haven't felt like they wanted touch, whether that was to receive or give it for a very long time, it takes more time to get to the place where that comes back. And I'm talking time here. And not only that, but you need a period of time where you aren't having to defend yourself and you aren't having to say no all the time. You need space. So I just want to share that. It doesn't happen overnight. We've seen it happen within a couple of weeks. We've seen it happen in a year. It really depends how safe and how quickly things change in the relationship because we do hear women panicking a little bit don't we mm -hmm. hey I've had some space and some boundaries for a couple of weeks now and I'm not wanting to touch my husband yet it's not coming up and of, of course that makes sense there's a period of healing and there's also a period of trust building that you can rely on this and it will be a longer term thing that you can have for the rest of your life. This is your, this is what you deserve. Not deserve. Yeah. Deserve makes it sound like you did something to get it back. It's just your right. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. And with the, with the boundaries too, with them feeling safe, I think why it takes longer time. What was I going to say here? I think they, they sometimes can feel like, okay, I've done, I set my boundaries and we feel safe. And what happens is it's a long-term journey and the growth of the person. And as time goes on, I'll hear someone say something and be like, they actually aren't safe. Like they, they think they are, right? I've, I've ticked these boxes and I've said my boundaries and I put in the weeks and I'm still not wanting it. And I think if they just, sometimes it takes just longer and then they're like, oh, I didn't even realize. But when such and such happens, I feel this. And then they can address that and they're like, oh, okay. So I feel like that's maybe also a reason why it takes longer. Yeah, There's, it's a lot to work through. <laughs> a lot, or as in your case, things slide a little bit and I'll say I've been doing this boundary thing for a good five, six, seven years. And every week I'll make a little reminder or make some adjustments and change. It's more so not that the things aren't happening anymore. I mean, we want to decrease in that. So you're not always having to be on guard and reminding and having these difficult conversations, but it's more so that you just grow in your empowerment that you just don't tolerate it anymore. The minute it happens, you say, oh, no way. That's not, so it's just, so it's not building up in your system anymore. You're able to, whoops, I just threw something off my desk. You're able to really shed it and shed it and shed it. And then so every week, every day, every minute you're with your partner, it's a, it's a clean, it's safe, it's healthy. 
and it's intimate and you start to build that desire and feeling and it grows and grows and grows. Mm. We could probably talk forever about this, but we're definitely going to have you back on. <laughs> I have to. Um, there's so much more. I mean, even just in this conversation, there could have been probably about five really good offshoot conversations mm-hmm. with topics that we covered. I definitely want to revisit the sexually confident woman piece. There's so much to learn there, but I think we'll end here. Thank you so much, Melissa, for doing You're this welcome. with me. How did it go? Are you still feeling nervous or did it go away a little bit? It went away. It reminds me of um, back when I used to perform and when you'd be backstage and you'd be so nervous and your legs crop because you're like, I'm going to pee my pants. <laughs> and, and, and you're just like that. But then as soon as you hit the stage and you see the audience, you're no longer nervous ever. I don't ever remember. Like I'd be so nervous in the wings, but as soon as you hit the stage, that the nerves are gone. And so that's, that's what happened today. So I had that similar feeling. I was so nervous once we started talking. Mm-hmm. Feel at home. I just also know the conversation we had today is so important. And I know it's going to hit home for so many women who are listening. So we are here all together. I know we can't see all the, what, hundreds of thousands of people who are going we can't see the 10 women who are going to listen to this. Um, but just know that we're both thinking about you right now. And we're both cheering you on as you learn about yourself, discover your boundaries, communicate them, re-communicate them. And I'm sure we'll have many, many episodes to come all about this topic because it is so important. So thank you again, Melissa. And thank you. we'll talk to everyone soon. Bye. If you've enjoyed this episode, I have a favor to ask of you. It's really hard to get the word out about a podcast about sex. What would really, really help is if you would leave a rating and a review. And I know that you get asked this all the time in different podcasts, but please, I beg you, it would really, really help so that more women who need this message will hear it. All you have to do is go into your Apple podcast app. It's the purple icon. And if you go to the podcast page, where it shows my face and has a little button that says latest episodes. If you scroll down past the episodes and you get to a section called ratings and reviews, there's a little purple writing thing that says write a review. If you click on that, it will ask you to give it a five stars. Actually, you can put any stars, but five is what I would love. And put a title and then write your review. Thank you so much for supporting this little venture here and I really am so grateful. If you are curious about wanting it more and how this program could help you want to enjoy sex more with your husband and you feel like it may be a great next step for you, you can go to janadentonhouse.com slash wanting it more to sign up for the waitlist, to learn more to see when we're running our next round. All right, that's it. I'll see you next one.